I, I, I seen a post uh, after our episode. Yeah. That <clears throat> you said something to the effect of leave uh, leave things nicer than when you found them, and it was about your apartment you left. Yeah. And I seen the pictures, nice upgrades. Um, and I just had that personal conversation with you about how you were unhappy with how the landlord ran things. And to see you still do that, uh, very interesting, man. C- commendable performance on my part. Yeah, you did okay, kid. Yeah. You're doing all right. Hey, yeah. thank you for tuning in to the Inquisitive Minds podcast. I'm your host, as usual, Johnny Smith. Uh, back for part two is Mr. Jake Arts. Uh, Jake says to me he wants to tell us the story of how he managed to escape a life of depression and anxiety while also explaining some methods he used to do such as dietary changes, uh, chiropractic care, which I'm very curious about because I've got mixed thoughts on that, uh, hypnosis, and building a positive self-image. Jake, welcome back to the program. Thank you, John. How are you doing today, my man? I'm good, and uh, I know this is kind of going back to episode one, but I just wanted to let you know, if you didn't already know, I'm not with Audi Pittsburgh anymore. So as far as representing them and saying, hey, guys, come see me for an Audi, that's no more. Jake, I did not know that. Yeah, uh, I, I start at Lexus tomorrow. Oh, okay. Which one? So South Hills, right through the Liberty Two. Is it still uh, Cochrane? It, it's Rorick. Oh. oh. Yeah, so different company. And uh, I didn't even apply there, actually. Okay. I had some people that worked there reach out to me that knew me and said, hey, would like to have you on our team. And I'm like, that sounds great. So... Interviewed with them, everything went well, drug yeah. tests and all the rest. So, no, well, that's good, Jake. Congrats on that. Thank um, you. Thank you. I don't. I know a little bit about the sales pricing and how that worked, or at <laughs> least where we were. Yeah. Um, without saying too much, is it a better uh, opportunity for financial yeah. opportunity? Yeah, okay. I, I think it's a better financial opportunity, and uh, you know, so part of that's personal. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of what you put in with sales, you're going to get right back mm-hmm. out. Where I was at Audi, I'd even tell some of the guys, some of the other salesmen, because they'd see me sitting like at my desk a lot, and they're like, dude, why aren't you like on the floor, like really trying to get it done? And I'm like, hey, I'm so fucking unmotivated here because everything here is just shit. So, <laughs> oh, spilling some dirt. Yeah. All right. I, I, you know what? I, I have a personal connection with this. Yeah. So we're going to run with this one. Jake said today, Let's go. Uh, we're not sure where the story's going to go. Jake, tell me about your shit, brother. So it's just, I mean, if the management and the operations aren't there in a company to run efficiently, you can't do your job, all right? I remember when I started there with DeVore, he said, Jake, no one has ever sold 30 cars here. I'd love for you to be the first guy. And I'm like, let's go for it. You know, if I can be that guy, let's, I'm going to try. Soon I found out that that's not possible there. Oh, really? It's not possible. Why? It's not humanly possible to do that because everything is so inefficient at the store. And I I don't mean to say this to shit on the store. Guys, if you're looking for an Audi, Audi Pittsburgh is a fantastic place to get your car. Still have a lot of the guys there. Yeah. Uh, John Stuber, salesman still there? Quit. Oh. Yeah. PA Euros must be taken off. PA Euros. Another detail, another detail shop. Good on him. Stuber, shout out to you, brother. I know you're probably not watching this. I don't give a fuck. Um, uh, Dolivera still work there? Is the pre-owned manager. And that's, that's the thing. Like when, when I say the management wasn't right, Calvin, Rick, John, Brandon is the management team. Wonderful people. I don't think I know John all, or Brandon. 
John Delavere is the pre-owned manager. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he transitioned to that role last fall, and Brandon is one of the new finance managers. It might have been Chris when you had left. Chris, yeah. But nevertheless, he's not there either. No, good look. No, you know I, that place has a lot of turnover. I think I saw twenty-three people leave in twenty-three months. So that just goes to say, it's not just me saying, "Hey, this place sucks. I'm out of here." It was a lot. Well, of I other can name people, people too. <laughs> left and right, you know, on hands. Yeah, uh, that guy Dana. <laughs> he was well, a well, salesman. He was let go. He, he was, was let go. It's still gone. <laughs> he was there for about a week. Uh, Elliot, Chris, me, um, every salesman I started uh, with, minus Ruffman, Eben. Yeah. You know, yeah, like people just it's impressive. Roll the out. Uh, what was that? What was that fellow who drove the Cadillac? Oh, 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 mercy! R Richard Palmer. Yes, Richard. Oh, my Rich gracious. Palmer. Oh my gracious! Shout out to Rich Palmer. He had a Cadillac, uh, befitting like Barry White. Yes. The steering wheel plush. I couldn't fit my hands around it. It was great. <laughs> I love, I love that guy. <laughs> he was great. I, I still talk, I still talk to him to this day. He calls me up. He's, you know, what's up, Daddy? What's going on? Oh, yeah? I'm like, hey, Richie. And <laughs> honestly, I love the guy. Yeah, you know, great the, guy. He's a great guy. One of the guys, you know, to definitely keep in touch with. You know, heart of gold. So I'm but, sorry. The efficient inefficiency. Though. The inefficiencies of the company were just too much for me. You know, you couldn't perform in a manner that was really in line with how I saw myself. And I'm just like, you know, I just I throw my hands up. It's like mm -hmm. if I get a fucking deal, I get a deal. Other than that, just whatever. Just I, chicken I just, wings, bro. I, I, yeah, I, I just I lost motivation. We got the to whole a thing. point where it was like, hey, store, let's roll. Yeah, let's, hey, you want to John, you want to run the store? Two hours. Yeah, like it just it does it didn't matter. And making this transition to work with the team that brought me into this company of Rourke Lexus. I'm just nothing short of super excited, you know, to be a part of that management team. Not that I'm going to be a manager, that I'm going to be in sales mm -hmm. still, but to work with those guys specifically who have a huge reputation in the business, I'm honored, you know, that they picked me to be on their team. So starting that tomorrow. So if anyone needs a Lexus, feel free to reach out. You guys heard it, heard it here <clears throat> first. You know, to uh, uh, on their behalf, uh, though, when I left Audi, it wasn't because of, like, personnel it wasn't because they were shitting on me. It was just because I wanted to spread my wings. Yeah. You know, start my own stuff, do my own thing. Right. So, like, you know, I love you guys. Come on the podcast. At least turn it on for a minute so I can get a listen on the analytics. Do something. Um, I, okay. That's, guys, Lexus. Lexus. Check out Jake. Thank Audi, you. we're out. Uh, you can check out a bunch of great salesmen for them. But whatever. This isn't a car fucking show. No. If this was a car show, we'd have Chris Screever on talking about uh, his love of 37 used Dodge Neons. That's right. Yeah. Um, I didn't know, you know, we've never talked about you being uh, depressed and, and right. things like that. So when, right. when did that start? So <clears throat> I have this written down. You know, I'm going to try and cover this as best I can because it's a little harder to talk about than, hey, like, what was your employment history? How'd you get into sales? Mm -hmm. It's a little bit easier as, as far as something this kind of touchy and emotional, a little harder. But I'd say around 16, you know, my personality was extremely, extremely just reserved, shut down, literally like didn't talk to anybody, which I mean, you kind of almost saw it work. Like if it wasn't a sale, I really didn't engage too deeply with anyone. Honestly, I think we developed a friendship because uh, I just don't stop talking. <clears throat> like, and your silence never bothered yeah. me. I just kept going. I thought I oh, was that's just your soundboard. I was like, just that's like, ears. I'm just giving it to this guy. And if I got a smirk, I knew it was gold. I was like, that'll work for me. 
but I just had, you know, a depressed personality, and my parents eventually just came to me and were like, there's something up with you. You know, you, I think you need help. Do you want to talk to somebody? So on and so forth. And I'm like, yeah, be, because, like, uh, I'll admit I'm struggling with feelings, you know, just sadness and, you know, anxiousness, and I, I should probably talk to somebody about this. And I, I went to somebody and eventually got to a point with, with him where he's like, look, I, I do, you know, cognitive therapy. I don't do prescription drugs and things like that. He's like, that's the route I think you need to go to, you know, make the necessary changes in your life. Okay, so I, I started seeing a guy and... I was probably put on nearly 15 different medications. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously you're going there for depression, whatever. Here's Prozac. See me in a month. Let me know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I'd I'd start taking these pills that the, you know, prescribe me. And eventually, like, I'd I'd have results with them. Now, now real quick, Jake, uh, because you seem like a man that's always been very in tune with his body. Yeah. Um, When you put something in, you feel the effects. How did uh, the ones that didn't work for you, how did it make you feel, though? Because I don't understand quite, you know, the body chemistry and sure. what it does. So you're just saying what were the effects of the pills, well, if the, anything at all? The one, Yeah, yeah. yeah. What so, did you so feel? So, like, the Prozac, it did what it was supposed to do. Like, I went back to the guy in, like, three, four weeks or whatever, and uh, he's like, you know, one to ten, how do you feel? And I honestly told the guy ten. Like, I just, I felt great. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later or whatever, I'm like, hey, it's not working. Mm. Little, you know, did I know. And that, that's the thing. Like, I'm a kid. I'm naive. I didn't know all the things I know now. But I think so much of why people might take something and it doesn't work is just your overall gut health. And where, you know, serotonin is, you know, made not only like in the brain, but like you almost have a second brain in your stomach. Mm-hmm. And really, if you're not taking care of your digestion you're going to experience anxiety, depression. And that's where, you know, I stepped away from things like pills and went towards things like diet to really change, you know, how I was feeling and found that that was actually the right way to go versus, you know, you go to any doctor and say, I'm not feeling well. They're going to say, okay, well, I'm going to give you a prescription for this. They're not going to say, well, John, what what'd you eat today? <laughs> that's just because that's not profitable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, say, they, they always said to me, uh, are you aware you're overweight? <laughs> Like it was a surprise every time. Like, oh, do you you're, you wear your overweight? I had no fucking idea. No doc. idea. No I mean, mirrors at the house. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, <laughs> I don't know. But that's uh, that's kind of where that started. <laughs> and I did that, you know, between I think I saw five different doctors actually, you know, because I just got to a point where I didn't like one of them, or I didn't feel they were prescribing me the right things, or we just kind of hit a wall, and I, I went from. The talk doctor to a drug doctor to my PCP to another just talk doctor to another um, psychiatrist. And I did this for about three, four years and then eventually just. So you're about 20 towards the end of it. I'm about 19. 19. And I got to a point where I was so just disgusted with everything between just the pills, between becoming addicted to the pills. You know, that's the thing. Now, what, what pills were you addicted to? So I'll, I'll just be honest, you know, it was, uh, they gave you, you know, in my, to start with Prozac, Zoloft, things like that. And then they started saying, well, you're just not getting results. What about, you know, anti-anxiety pills? What about the Klonopin oh, stuff like that? I'll, I'll be honest. I've never really spoke about this publicly, but my late wife, mm-hmm. uh, was prescribed Klonopin yeah. 
and then uh, for a while started to abuse it. Yeah. And when you take a 30-day supply within two days, you're wow. fucking out of it for a week. Yeah. And not out of it like, oh, I don't know. No, in and out of consciousness, yeah. trying to get bad. up and leave, like bad. And uh, that was really contentious for our marriage. And, you know, a lot of fights, a lot of arguments, but yeah. we ended up uh, working through that. Good. Uh, and like the last few years, you know, it wasn't an issue anymore. But right. I know period, how that yeah. shit is rough, man. It's, and you know, no one prepares you for that. And when I was on a lot of that stuff, because there was like things I was taking or shouldn't be taking, and you're taking some of this stuff, and maybe you're abusing it. Mm-hmm. And until you look back, you don't realize, like, holy shit, I was an addict. I was mm-hmm. fucked up. Like, I'm looking for, literally, looking for like money in the sofa cushions mm-hmm. to like go find this next pill Mm -hmm. and it's like wait i was out of my mind and you didn't even know it you're just and i think like people see like oh that's a crack hooker on the street you know doing this and that and like i guarantee she barely sees anything wrong with that yeah if they're in like active addiction like that it's not it's not the same thing you're just hey i'm i need to service this man for you know his genitals need my service you know that's how she's seen it versus you know i'm sucking dick for money you know, because well, I need I mean, drugs. It's business. Yeah. You know, sex, <laughs> partially. Uh, sex work is real work. You know, but. tax it, legalize it, make it a little safer for everybody. I say that, you know, because there's going to be prostitution no matter what. There is. Beaver Falls, it's all over the place. And I don't recommend any of those ladies. <laughs> and when. Not from trying them. I, I, not from it's, trying it's them. It's not God, from no. like, I've tried them, they're no good. I just know, like, you can look at a sandwich and know when you don't want to eat it. That's right. what I'm saying. <laughs> So when I hit a wall with doing all this, um, a couple of things dawned on me. And uh, one of them was just, who am I? Mm -hmm. Literally, who am I without drugs? And that's partially to touch on what we talked about last time. Like there's Johnny Smith when you wake up. Mm -hmm. And there's Johnny Smith after a coffee. Mm -hmm. There's Johnny Smith after a blunt. Okay, there's different people throughout the day. The Johnny Smith, you, you, the world has only seen Johnny Smith after a blunt. No coffee? Uh, I mean, energy drink. <laughs> right. But, like, uh, but my, I, the, I, don't, I, don't, I don't appear anywhere uh, the, the sleepy, self-conscious, nervous, anxious person yeah. that I truly am on the inside. Right. You know, because getting on stage in, 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 in and of itself right. is nerve-wracking. Absolutely. So, you know, you do that. Or living life. Bro, driving down the highway is fucking nerve-wracking. But go on. I'm sorry. So... I got to a point of saying, who am I? Because I have no idea who I am anymore. You know, I'm just piling all these drugs in my body. And I'm like, I, I just, I don't want to be this person. I want to find out who I am. And I literally went to the pharmacy. I had like three months of refills. I'm like, whatever her name was, Becky. I'm like, all those refills, cancel them. She's like, is something wrong? Is someone stealing your medication? And I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm done. She's mm-hmm. like, what do you mean you're done? I'm like, no, no, I'm done. Cancel it. I just walked out. Mm-hmm. Called the psychiatrist. I'm like, I'm done. That appointment I have Wednesday, I'm not coming. Send a bill, whatever. I'm done. Now, quick question. <clears throat> the people around you that loved you, um, did they get concerned by this? Because that's also a pattern of someone going off the rails. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly don't remember what their reaction was. And that's partly because probably I, w- I was so to myself. There was a point when uh, I was taking these pills, and uh, one of them was Adderall. And mm-hmm. you know... I mean, there's pretty much a stereotypical effect of Adderall. Yes. And I went nuts taking these pills. 
like to the point where like, you know, the cleaning and the OCD and just, I was so introverted in my own world. Like my girlfriend would text me and I wouldn't text her for like the whole day. And it's like eight hours later and she's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I, I just, I, I didn't even realize it. You know, here we are. It's eight Jake, hours later. I saw a dragon on Adderall. I believe you. I, uh, this was many, many years ago. Uh, and you know what, just for purposes, uh, this is all a bit, I'm just saying everything's a bit, but <laughs> this was many years ago. I was driving for yellow cab mm -hmm. and, uh, I took a bunch of Adderall and ended up driving for 48 hours straight. Exactly. It was just, amazing. You just, you're not even there. However, at the end, uh, I saw a dragon come out of a manhole cover yeah. and I was like, I know that's not real. So I think I should go home. Yes. Yeah. And it got to point like that for me. And, you know, I was just so introverted and so focused on myself. I don't think a lot of people were really seeing what was going on with me because I literally like locked myself in my room for almost like four months. Mm -hmm. I barely ever left. And, you know, I got past that part. And then I started working on other things like just getting a job because at the same point I didn't have a job for like four or five months. And it was at that point towards the end of that where it was the worst point in my life. Mm -hmm. I mean, like no money, no job, strung out on these pills, just out of high school, not in college. Like I had nothing going for me to a point where like I should have just like killed myself. And that's where I was. I was just like, I have nothing. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, through certain people, you know, to inspire me to get on a different path, you know, I found help and uh, got a job. And, you know, walked away from the pills, you know, and and then I got to another point of just asking, and this is kind of where diet comes in, what else is in my life that's, like, still making me upset? Because, like, when I got off the pills, mm -hmm. I was still just the same way I was before. I was just sober. And I'm like, all right, I'm a cigarette smoker. If I quit smoking, would that would I feel any better? Like, you're obviously piling toxins into your body. It can't help so I'm like, let me step away from this. You know, I'm drinking. If I step away from alcohol, how am I? And it's just like, I think people need to put themselves on a path to just finding what works for them. And eventually I got to a point of finding what was for me. And you see, I brought some books with me. Yes. A lot of stuff in there is stuff that helped me. Literally, the foods I was eating, the water I was drinking, the, you know, supplements or drugs I was or wasn't taking, you know, it was just a matter of going through all that stuff and finding out what worked. And that's definitely a part of where chiropractic came in because okay. my dad was like, you know, Jake, if you just, if you saw my chiropractor and he could, you know, give you an adjustment, give you dietary advice, get you, you know, maybe on a detoxification plan from all these, you know, drugs you've taken. I just real quick, um, bad diet, but you weren't like out of shape. I was never out of shape, but I ate extremely poorly. Okay. Lots of processed foods. I, I didn't care what I ate. Soda pops, all that. Like, I just, no restrictions, high I'm metabolism. Need, I'm going to need the producer here, Todd, to take the knife out of my fucking back when we're done here again. <laughs> <laughs> because your metabolism isn't really at that point. You just where... named all the fancy foods that I've eaten in the last week. And it, it's... Those foods have such an effect on you. And, I, you know, my dad would tell me, hey, Jake, if you just eat some fruits and vegetables, like, basically, you'd be happy. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, Dad, if I eat a Rice Krispie, that's not why I'm depressed. Okay? It's because of this and this. 
long story short, it is because like why you're depressed. And like if you literally just treat your body like a fucking temple and put all the right things in it and put the right things up here too, you're going to be fine. Believe it or not, that's uh, not on my behalf, but some will say that's a controversial statement. What do you mean? I don't know. There, the internet is a wild place, and I support body positivity. I also support getting healthier. Yeah. And uh, a lot of mental health is affected by what you eat. Sure. But people don't want to hear that. No, they don't. They don't want to accept that. They don't want to accept either that they can change things. Right. Right. They want to go to the doctor, get a pill, and everything's better. And maybe for some people that kind of works, but, like, how long are you going to do that? Mm-hmm. Because, like, when I was on the pills, it's like, all right, well, when do you stop? Like, is there a point you like where you do this for six months and then get off? And, like, when I was on them, and it almost makes a little bit of sense, but then it doesn't, I'm like, well, if they ch- can change the chemicals in your brain and start changing your thought patterns, you know, can't I just keep on that structure? Won't these mental habits, you know, carry on after? Mm-hmm. But that's kind of stupid. It's like saying, well, if, if I, you know, just blow cocaine for a week straight <laughs> – and I'm, I'm happy as hell. Let's go. And then I stop using the cocaine. <laughs> w- won't I kind of continue on this energy train? That's not, yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. I swear, like, doctors are going to preach that about a pill. Like, oh, you just need to get on track here. Well, this is, it's you all know, bullshit. this goes back to big pharma, you know, because yeah. those pills are treating the symptoms. They're not trying to cure anything. Exactly. And that's what the entire medical industry is about, going after a symptom never ever looking at a cause which is exactly why you know we've been treating cancer for a hundred years well it's like a car um i mean i know i'm not the best example of it but you want to do preventative maintenance right so your shit doesn't break down exactly if you treat your body right things will be easier people are like oh you're not the pinnacle of health i know that john uh do as i do as i say not as i do type shit don't worry about me i'll die young um so let's see (laughs) chiropractic um, started seeing one, and I, I don't know why a lot of people are turned off about them. They have a reputation, almost like car salesmen, of being bad, being quack doctors, not being effective. Can I can I give you my uh, thoughts yeah. or or what I've been led to believe? Yeah. Um. Yeah. What they do, you know, causes relief. Right. Obviously, but from what I understand, or from what I was led to believe, it's temporary, and right. you end up having to go back more and more and right. more and more and more right. and more. Well. You know, you probably showered this morning, you're good to go, but you're going to have to do that again. You know, that's debatable. I mean, technically, you don't have to, but it'd be disgusting. Yeah, if don't you tell me how to live, Jake. <laughs> okay, I will say it's a bad example, but people can see where I'm going. I can't, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> I know. But you're right. You do have to go back to the chiropractor, and all they're doing is your spine is, you know, connected to everything in your body. And that's, I, I think, what a lot of people don't understand is, like, you could literally have depression, headaches, anxiety, just because you're misaligned in one of your vertebrae that are connected to certain areas of your body, possibly, you know, your brain. So, you know, when the doctor is adjusting that, all they're doing is moving a bone in a certain direction. It cracks, releasing nitrogen gas. And it's setting in a proper position where everything can be aligned and you can function to your full ability. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. And I, I don't see why people would be you know, hesitant of experiencing something like that or, oh, i got to keep going back. Well, because the reason oh. to use the shower analogy, mm-hmm. yes, I have to shower tomorrow um, and then I'll shower the next morning. But I, I, I was led to believe with a chiropractor, instead of showering today and be good, eventually 
oh, man, I got to shower three times today. I got to shower five times today. You know, you got to go back at an increasing amount. And I don't know what the financials are, but I imagine right. it's not cheap. Right. I'll put it this way. I get a haircut once a month to keep my hair in line. I go to the chiropractor about once a month to keep my back in line. Some people may need it more, but there could have been a certain circumstance. I had a fall in January where I injured myself, and I had to go to the chiropractor, you know, say seven times in one month. You know, there's certain circumstances where it's going to call for that. But if you're just a normal guy, quote, normal guy, you can go just once a month just okay. to keep yourself in tune. And that's what I do, and that's what I'd recommend to anybody. Okay. Um, so some of the other conquering moments of, you know, walking away from depression other than chiropractic uh, would definitely be just changing environment. You know, I, people will say you're your environment more than your, you know, genetics. And I believe that like where you are is what you become. And I think there, I was majorly depressed, you know, in high school because mm -hmm. I hated high school. Oh, man, high school sucks. I mean, it's it's tough for everybody. People, I, that, people say on. high school are the best years of your life. Go fuck yourself. Honestly. I mean, I, uh, there's like the football captain and the cheerleader. You're, you know, I get that. Those they're, guys that. They're living it up. Those people peaked, People have peaked in high school, though, Yeah, are the assholes today that argue with you on the Internet. Yeah, they Cause, are. Because you misspelled a word, and they're like, ah, you're a fucking editor. Like, right. Try and get back to the glory days yeah, like, where they had something. Like, but high school fucking blew for me, bro. It was I just hated it. a toxic, toxic environment. And once I could get out of that, and you know, you can choose what job you want to do, or what school you want to go to, whatever it is, and study what you want, do what you want. That's huge, you know. So I'd say if you're not happy, even like I was in the workplace at Audi, look at your environment. What can you do to change it? Start making those changes. It can make all the difference. Uh, the next few things are just, you know, what you put into your mind all day long, which is a big part of where the books come in. You know, I try and read. If you want I to can. shout out a couple of those books? I'll get to them. Okay. You know, if we have some time, but maybe more towards the end. But just having the right things in your mental factory up here is incredibly powerful. So if if anyone starts studying, hey, what makes people successful? What should I do? What You know, what are their habits? Successful people aren't waking up and watching the news every day. There's nothing good in there. Who got robbed? What house burned down? Where the traffic is? My my buddy, he gets in the car with me. All he starts talking about is, you know, the immigrants coming into Texas. People, oh, Jesus. People fucking the immigrants, <laughs> the officers and stuff, the drugs coming into the country. And I'm just thinking, like, dude, that has nothing to do <laughs> with my life, with your life. And I don't get, like, people that go nuts with politics, Trump, Biden, Trump, Biden. Oh, my Lord. It has nothing to do with you. All these crises and political wars has nothing to do with me going to the gym in the morning, going to sell a car in the afternoon, and coming home to, you know, read or spend time with the wife in the evening. That's my life. All that political shit doesn't matter until something like, you know, Wolf says you can't go to Walmart after 7 o'clock. Then, may, okay, it starts affecting you. But, like, just to wake up and watch all that negative material or maybe a little, be a little old-fashioned and read a newspaper, it's not getting you anywhere. So I'm right there with you, man. I don't watch the news, like, yeah, very away, rarely. Man. It just, what, what do I care? It's so toxic. What do I care? Yeah, and people like to get incised, you know, no matter what. People yeah. will even uh, deny the truth if it uh, opposes their view. Right. You know, whether you're for Trump or for Biden. Whatever. People went nuts over the stupidest shit. It, it, it's absurd, man. I can't do it. No. I just I, – I stay so far away from that. And 
the level I've brought myself to through the years is almost obsessive. And w when I say that, I mean like I, I look at everything I'm doing, everything I'm hearing, seeing. I, I control it all and put myself in a bubble because I know that's where I need to be mm -hmm. to get to the level and place I want to go to. I just can't have these outside forces coming into me. So I block out the news. You know, in the car, I don't listen to like regular music. You know, I listen to something that's going to put me in a more positive state. A lot of blues lately. Shout out to jazz. Jazz, Sinatra, music that's going to have a positive impact on you versus, and I'm not going to read through it, but just some studies I did before coming here mm -hmm. about rap music. Rap music, I know it's like everybody's favorite. Don't hate on rap. But, like, just one example. Is it Cardi B, the Up song? It, I, I don't know. I, I think it is. It, it, you say it is? But, what's the song? What song? I, may, maybe it's not even called Up, but whatever girl is going up and it's up and it, like, I oh, think. I, I don't know what that is. That hypnotic rap music is literally out there just to fuck you up. Even if it's subconscious that people are getting angry listening to rap music and then there's the also the flip side of that coin where it's violent music all at the same time and there's just been a lot of studies done where it increases aggressiveness in people and like i can get that and maybe there's a time and place for it if you want to get pumped up you're not going to listen to sinatra but when it comes to my life and you know controlling my emotions i stay away from the garbage rap sorry everybody that loves rap oh man i don't even know what to say to that Commercials. I mute commercials. <laughs> nice transition, Drake. I like it. <laughs> you, you you can ask the missus, you know, when the commercials come on, there's one that drives me crazy. She's like, you know, if you love me enough to, you know, love my pets, then you can check my car seat. And I'm just some little, wow, my God. little black girl. Every, and it comes on like every commercial break because I have like this smart TV and it's like a set group of eight commercials. Mm. And I'm just like, I, I can't look at this girl. I can't see this girl. And... I just mute commercials, and I did another study, just like the rap music of commercials, and they actually try and make you pissed off because it's one of the most aggressive emotions, you know, for a reaction. You know, you remember it. It's always with you. Like the fucking Geico commercials drive me nuts. But when I went shopping for car insurance when I turned, like, 20, you know what I thought of? I thought of Geico. So it's like there's such a science to all this stuff that's happening in the world, but I – Highly encourage everybody to block it out. I don't watch a lot of TV, uh, but I do watch videos on Facebook mm -hmm. and whatnot. And a lot of them have ads, 15-second ads. Mm -hmm. And there's this one, and it's for Airbnb, mm -hmm. I think. And it, it's just a bunch of, like, animals, dog, little puppies and stuff. But the song playing in the background is, like, such a sad song and so inappropriate, like, for the content. It just yeah. drives me nuts. Yeah. You oh. see what I mean? I, I, but commercials, I've always hated commercials. There's a science to it. Super Bowl ads is the only time I really enjoy commercials. I do, too. Like, honestly, like a good Rolex commercial, you can appreciate that. Or at least I can. <laughs> you know, a nice, classy, slow, serious, you know, dramatic commercial. That's all me. <laughs> what did we say? Patrick Bateman before? Yeah. It's adding up again. It's, it's, all, it's all adding up. It's like if we picture. can have a, a black picture with, like... One cigar in it. That's fucking art. I'm like, all right, that's Jake, the commercial. I, yeah, like just 45 seconds of just a cigar smoking. Yeah, you don't even know what they're selling. The cigar. <laughs> all right. 
Um, all right, so to step away from some of those things. <laughs> Jake, you've been throwing me for, for legitimate loops this yeah. episode. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm trying to go through it. No, I know? love it. Keep going, brother. I'm going to keep rolling. You feel free to interject on you know your behalf at any time, but I'm going to keep pouring through. This part is coming up to, uh, you know, some of the books. And, you know, I started probably reading when I was 19 in kind of search of what makes successful people successful. They're all reading books. You know, Warren Buffett reads like 10 hours a day. He's one of the richest men in the world. There's something to it. I got a couple hundred books at my house. And, you know, there's a reason my life has gone from here to here, Mm -hmm. you know, in the past few years. And a lot of these that I brought today are health-related because obviously we're talking more about – you know, depression, beating that kind of stuff versus I have, I have books on everything. I literally have a book on feng shui you okay. know, about like styling in mm-hmm. your house. And, you know, I was reading that and a guy saw me reading that at work one day and they were like, started poking fun of me that I'm reading a book on feng shui, mm-hmm. like I'm gay or whatever. <laughs> but trust me, when you come to my house, this shit's nice. Like you, you're not going to walk I don't in doubt and it. be like, oh, this guy kind of living rough, you know, but, but these books here, <laughs> Um, one of, one of the most powerful ones is, uh, when I went gluten free and that's, uh, grain brain, um, when I went gluten free, the number one thing I was trying to do, and this is slightly an embarrassing topic, but we'll go into it is I had like some puffiness around my nipples and I'm like, why is this happening? And it's actually what I found is that gluten can raise the estrogen levels of the female dominant hormone in your body. And they're like, if you just eliminate gluten, your whole body will tighten up. You know, your estrogen will balance out. And I'm like, not asking for much. Let me go for it. And then when I started researching that, obviously, you're going to see what else is involved in that. And then I saw the relationships to anxiety and to depression. And this book, Grain Brain, is probably one of the best on gluten, gluten sensitivity, and just the dangers of it and everything else. And when I stopped eating gluten, probably around age 21, like the anxiety definitely washed away the depression. And so much of that is just the gluten that's causing inflammation in the body and how that can even affect you know, your emotional levels. So I definitely recommend anyone suffering from any kind of dietary issues they might think they have or even anxiety and depression research gluten and just check out that book it's a must read as far as i'm and and who's the author so grain brain is by david perlmutter md with Kristen loberg as well and uh, a lot of these i actually found at my chiropractor's office and uh, i'd be waiting in the office and like this guy is 50 years experience in the field and probably obviously any knowledge he had before that and you know the stuff he knows just about the mind, body, soul, spirit, diet, it, it, it's unbelievable. So obviously if he's just putting his books on public display, I'm going to creep around there and say, hey, what looks good and what am I interested in? Mm-hmm. And I probably bought like four of his books that he had. And uh, one of the first books I ever bought when I started this whole journey was actually this one here detoxify or die that's extremely aggressive that's aggressive and it's an aggressive book but i'll tell you what if you're interested in living forever buy that book it is it, it basically just explains why people age and one of the kind of philosophies or quotes i go by is you know we all have to get older Mm -hmm. but no one has to age and once you realize you know how the foods you put in your body affect your body 
you can you know make the necessary changes to basically stop aging. I mean, we've all seen people that are 50 and they look 90. Oh, yeah. And then we've seen the people that are 90 that almost look like 50. Tommy Lee Jones has looked 85 for the last 23 right? years. Face looks terrible. <laughs> and then there's, I, 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 I don't know if it's Dick Van Dyke. But I think he's like 93. I've yeah, seen he's him on an old commercials. Yeah. Or dancing. Betty White. Betty White's like 99 or yeah, she whatever. Looks, she looks old, but she's youthful. But like health, healthy yeah, yeah. old. The queen is like 90-something or something. So it's like all these people are. Yeah, man. How is she still kicking? Getting way up there. And all it's that like, inbreded blood. <laughs> there, there's a secret <laughs> to it. Inbreded blood could be it. Uh, could be adrenal crone. Uh, we're not going to get back into that conspiracy. <laughs> That's such stupid shit. But I'd say one of the biggest things that detoxified dye talks about is glutathione, which, like, your body kind of stops making after a while. So if you can supplement glutathione and the effects that has on all your cells and, you know, the regenerative well, what, process. What effects does it have? I couldn't get into it, like, specifically, like mm -hmm. the sciences behind it, but just the detoxification processes, the antioxidant qualities of everything that goes on and it's not just that you know i followed the detoxification protocol of this book for some time and it was to take glutathione alpha lipoic acid vitamin c it was like just a whole concoction of like this detox drink you know that mm -hmm. i'd make and a mix of pills and it's like you know i started doing this and it was just so powerful and me feeling better in every way possible and it's like it got me pushed into everything else because there's so many areas of the body that you should look into and care about, you know, your, your colon health and then, uh, you know, your kidneys, how are they functioning, the adrenal glands on the kidney and just how they produce cortisol and how that can, you know, affect your body's energy levels and why people walk around saying, you know, I just, I have, I have no energy. I'm always tired. I just want to chill. That's one thing I never understood because even at my heaviest, yeah. I was a little ball of fat energy. At 380, I was a little ball of energy. Maybe your adrenals are just top notch. I don't know about that. I don't think anything on me is top, <laughs> top notch. notch. <laughs> but although Jake, a weird health anomaly. Mm -hmm. So I had two teeth removed down here. You're aware of that. Everyone is. Um, the teeth have grown together and fused together. Really? Isn't that some wild shit? That is wild. Um, um, I, that's that's the only thing that tops is top notch on me is like my teeth deciding to regrow and expand. Yeah. They they held hands. They, they like literally morph, yeah, together. Yeah. There was two. There was a, two teeth did in between. You Google there. that at all? Like other I did people not. having the same. I, I did not. Because um, I mean, they're separate bones. But I mean, I guess if they're forming next to each other, the cells can mix and it becomes one. But well, that, it's just it's wild to me that they grew, both grew an extra tooth width. Yeah. To like meet at the middle. It's I've never seen it, but I don't know, man. Living healthy. That's what I <laughs> living healthy. So another category I'd like to go into, you know, that kind of touches on the detoxification mm -hmm. is people just not even being conscious of what they're doing. And I mean, in terms of air quality, water quality, all those things playing an effect on your body and breaking you down. Uh, as far as some of the things I have at home, because, you know, these are things I didn't have in the past that, you know, once I found out these things, I switched to shampoo, body wash, toothpaste, hair gel, deodorant, floss, uh, cookware, laundry detergent. You come to my house, all that stuff's completely all natural. Do you use what, Tom's Main or do you use another brand? Tom's, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. For, I mean, for which one, though? Uh, for, uh, for, some for, of my mouthwashes you know, so. have been Tom's. 
Uh, the deodorant was one of the aluminum-free doves. Um, okay, so you said all those cosmetic products. Then you said what, dishes? Right. Dishes? Cookware. Cookware. Yeah. Okay. So, and that's another one. Th- this is probably one of the most interesting things, you know, I'll probably say that uh, a lot of people don't know about. But have you ever heard of Teflon being bad to cook on or unhealthy, something like that? I've never heard of that. S- some, no. Being okay. bad to cook on. Okay. So I, I remember my dad saying that, like, when I was younger. And uh, the company that was responsible for this stopped in 15, six years ago. I'm 21. He probably said that when I was, like, 10. So that was, a, like, basically one of the heights where it became a thing and people started to know mm-hmm. that you shouldn't be using Teflon because of the chemical that makes it that non-slick surface. Oh, okay. And what that is is from – Specifically, the uh, DuPont Chemical Company, which uh, I'm going to recommend a movie here called Dark Waters, Mm -hmm. is all about the uh, DuPont chemical spilling in uh, West Virginia and poisoning the water supply. And a uh, attorney that defended chemical companies being contacted by a farmer whose cattle were dying because they were drinking the water coming from these chemical factories Mm -hmm. because they were just pouring it in the river. Mm -hmm. And he had like 200 cows that died. And he's like, you, you got to help me. I'm, I want to sue this company. You know, they're killing the people of this town. They're killing, you know, something's wrong with the water supply. And it got into him, you know, investigating the company, finding out that they made this. It's a man-made chemical that can't be broken down in the environment. That's on cookware, on flooring, on carpets. And it's in, you know, just many different products that mm-hmm. people don't even know of. And once it's in your body, is it's extremely toxic. And can cause, you know, cancer and kidney failure and liver damage and all these horrible things. And 98% of people in the U.S. have this chemical in their body because it's that popular. Now, I want to jump back to something with the cosmetic stuff, uh, especially yeah. like toothpaste and yeah. stuff like that. Is it, or is it because of fluoride? Yes. Okay. Which in Detoxify or Die, first couple pages, mentions fluoride and how it affects the body and, you know, basically just – sucks the life out of it, which Prozac actually has, like, a fluoride element to it. And go ahead. No, I'm just, I'm just curious to know because I've heard – obviously, I talk to a lot of conspiracy-minded people. Right. Um, but not all conspiracies are, are completely untrue. Right. So um, – and this may be out of your realm, but I've heard yeah. about fluoride calcifying the third eye, uh, quote-unquote. But what, what does the negative effects of fluoride do? So – like as much as I've researched some of this stuff, I'm not involved with it every day, so it's it's hard for me to draw back on. Mm-hmm. You know, just there's so much science and terminology and knowledge. I'm putting it out to everybody, I'm a car salesman, not a doctor. No, okay. no, but just as but, like a general, yeah, just, like uh, oh, if you drink that, if you eat that, you'll just, get fucked up. Whatever. Yeah, that, that's all you need to know. You're going to get fucked up. So. You know, do your research on it. Look at the fluoride. Look at the results. You know, t- to the human body and what it does. Decide for yourself if you want to engage in fluoride or not. And that's why I, at home, have fluoride-free toothpaste and don't take any you know, supplements or pills that have a fluoride in it because I've read enough about it just to say, you know, I'm good. I'll okay. pass. Okay. That, you know, that's a fair answer. Yeah. <clears throat> that's a fair answer. Diving into the sciences and saying this is how it affects all the cells in the body and what it does you know, to the calcium, I couldn't dive right into it just because I'm not involved with it every day. I can't remember all the information from the 300 books I have at home. That's fair. That's Unfortunately, fair. but I'm trying. Yeah, Jake, you're fucking up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm a failure. Yeah. I'll admit it. <laughs> you got to change your thinking, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Go ahead, please. <laughs> uh, so where to go from here? We went to so, fluoride so, and yeah. then the Teflon. You touched on the Teflon. Right, right. So the unbreakable, the PFOA is what it's called. So if you're going to look for cookware, look for something that says PFOA free because PFOA is the chemical mm-hmm. of that unbreakable. It's basically eight strains of carbon. So it's like you have carbon from coal, no problem. But what they did is paired it together eight times and it's an unbreakable element and you know if you scratch your teflon and that's the thing like you're getting a fork you're gonna flip a pancake or whatever you scratch a teflon then you ingest it that chemical is in you forever it's not breaking down and it's going to cause you know negative effects on the body so you know all my cookware at home all pfoa free and i recommend everyone to get See, this is something i've never even like heard of as far as you know even yeah. in discussion and i'm sure i've been places where there's that offered but i've never looked for that yeah i've never even thought because about you, it you just don't know yeah and, you know when I, I think so many people are just so oblivious to what's going on out there and what's they, that like copper's the new thing right yeah like uh <clears throat> it looks like copper on the bottom but mm-hmm. i mean there's tons of stuff like the copperware the cast iron i mean there's tons of different cookware but just you know be careful with what you're buying you know be conscious of it you know if, if you have aluminum which a lot of people do because it's so cheap Highly recommend switching, you know, cast iron, steel, all that stuff. It's going to be much better than cooking on an aluminum product. And I don't know if Teflon even exists because of DuPont and what they did in 2015, basically stopping that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know other other companies doing it. I think China does it. So knowing we get so many products from China, you know. I, I try to behave as best as I could, but every time you say Teflon, I can't help but think of John Gotti. Teflon Don. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, 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 that's the thing. Nothing think. sticks to him. Nothing. Well, something finally stuck. Yeah. <laughs> something finally stuck. Cancer. Cancer stuck to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my that's God. That's what got him. Think of, think of being in control of one of the you know five crime families in New York, yeah. having that power, yeah. having that wealth, yeah. and then just having to see your three piece of shit sons do a reality show with their mother for a year and two. Yeah. That, that was that's awful. That's death alone. Oh, son, what was it? Sons of God ears? I can't remember. Gotti's like, kids. Growing up Gotti. That's what it was. Yeah, those dudes were fucking douchebags. Yeah. I, I'll say that publicly. It, Fuck them. I don't care. Kind of an embarrassment to the legacy. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, there's going to be some, you know, some yeah, stuff. Just, and there was like nothing. It's just bad. Yeah. It was like, mom, our hair is not good. Like, fuck you, kid. Um, so to step away from some of that stuff... Um, well, Jake, I want to ask you a question real quick. I'm very curious yeah. about that book, Cy- Psycho yeah. Cybernetics. Psycho Cybernetics. I was reading this, and uh, some guy was like, "You reading about robots, bro?" And I'm like, "No, it's it's, <laughs> it's not about robots. This book's actually by uh, Maxwell Maltz, a doctor, a plastic surgeon from the 1960s, who wrote a book on uh, self-image and what he found in self-imaging, especially with his patients." you know, that might have had something wrong, you know, visually with themselves, whether it was like a scar or he did a nose job on them, anything like that. And what he noticed with those patients is uh, that they must and we all must have different self images, not only, you know, on the inside of who, you know, we think and feel we should be, but on the outside as well, what we can see. And uh, I know I can really understand that, not so much with like a plastic surgery perspective, but I've known people that just got a new car, started acting like a completely different person. I'm mm-hmm. not saying like it was a bad thing. Or yeah, anything, yeah. 
but just how powerful, you know, a subtle change, whether it's a nose job or a new car, or maybe you had long hair, a tattoo, you, yeah, a piercing. Anything, that can really, yeah. really change just someone's image of themselves and how they're acting, how they're – Start smoking crack. People change, man. They do, overnight, especially with crack. Yeah, but, I've seen it, <laughs> unfortunately. But I'll, uh, since you brought up psychocybernetics – Specifically, just a few things maybe I highlighted through here that I uh, thought were powerful. Um, so you're living – your program for getting more life, living out of life consists in the first of all, learning something about this creative mechanism. I don't want to read this one. That's more about the uh, subconscious mind, and he's trying to explain cybernetics and that it's kind of an automatic ne mechanism, which is basically the subconscious. And the whole book – I won't go into reading it. Fuck it. But the whole book is basically developing a higher self-image, holding that in your conscious mind, letting it go to the subconscious mind, and then that's where, you know, the stem of all your actions come from. Mm -hmm. So basically, yeah, that whole book is just, you know, trying to... It's like reprogramming. Reprogramming your thoughts. how you see yourself, your thoughts, what you say, how you act. <clears throat> and that was kind of more the subject I wanted to get into next with just how I changed, you mm -hmm. know, because I didn't always talk the way I talk. I, there was a point where I barely talked at all. And, you know, the way I dress, you know, I dress like this every day. I don't, I don't, I don't own a T-shirt at all. So <laughs> <clears throat> for casual wear. I remember seeing you on your off day for the first time, and uh, it was like this fancy blue jacket. <laughs> Probably a velvet jacket yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. And I was like, whoa, that's really dope. It's Friday. He's off today. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, the most underdressed I've seen you was the day we started together when all you had was a plain white button-up. A, a plain white button-up yeah, and a tie. And a tie. I was like, oh, Jake's disgusting underdressed. pig. <laughs> no, you know what? It's very true. i got to compliment you on that because like, I, when I, every time I've seen you, you've always been fancy, but like, you always dress to impress. So. Yeah. Well, that's just part of the By the way, sorry, Jake, to interrupt you. In. You can dress to impress, too, with some Inquisitive Minds podcast merch. Check out the dope shirt I got on right now. Uh, episode uh, Link will be in the episode description uh, if I can talk into the mic. Uh, help support the podcast and look good doing it. Back into your image, Jake, or, or how you've yeah. changed. No, no. So uh, image is definitely powerful and uh, – you know, Part of me, and I remember like going into a mall when I was like 14 and saw like mannequins dressed like this from like some little fancy store, and I just resonated with that. I'm mm -hmm. just like, I want to dress like that. You know, I, I want to look like that, and I don't understand why other people don't. So it's challenging for me. I mean, why, why don't you want to look good? We're all but unique butterflies. We're all unique butterflies. That's okay. But – I, there was a point in my life, you know, especially when I was just selling cases of beer, you know, at a retail store where it's like, okay, I can't, you don't walk in there wearing a suit, running out of the cooler. It's, it's almost like some psychopath weird shit. So I, I just wore some jeans, a t-shirt, whatever. There's nothing psychopathic weird about you. <laughs> nothing. nothing. Not even a little. <laughs> but eventually, you know, especially obviously when you transferred into something like sales where it can allow you to wear things like this, I just started doing that at work and then just outside of work. And I, that's another thing, like dressing nicer outside of work, at least for me, it's pushed me to do things and go places. Because, like, if I put this on, shirt and tie, sport coat and everything, looking great, 
Like, you're not going to say, like, let's go to the park or whatever. Like, I go to great places, fancy restaurants. Yes. Nice cigar bars. Very true. Casinos all the time. You know, I'm just, I'm living it up, and I'm going to wonderful places, having a wonderful time. And if you just maybe dress a little better, it might push you and your mind into those places. Well, I want to push back on that about dressing a little better. Okay. I will say uh, the saying, dress for the part you want. Is more That's important, what I did. and you've done that. Yeah. Uh, some of us are comedians, Jake. Yeah. So it, it requires a cool shirt a with suit. a dope design, <laughs> some sweet merch. That's our suits. And where can they find sweet merch? Uh, it is on the. Uh, I, what the fuck is wrong with me? It is on the store. The, uh, the guys, I talk about this stupid fucking website. The link will be in the description. It's in the description. Oh, my Get God. your inquisitive Get a minds. shirt. I obviously need speech classes. Get a shirt. Help me pay for speech classes. <laughs> Jake's like, promote yourself. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't <laughs> Too remember. Much pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Too much pressure. <laughs> I'm just trying to promote myself all the time. When someone gives me the opportunity, I'm like, nope, not, not in this. Not today. Not today, buddy. But dress, dress for the job you want. You couldn't have said it better. Anyway, that's what I did. And, uh, you know, I think it's important first to just even visualize and pick someone you want to look like, you know, and that's a major step of how can I be more successful? Well, who who do you admire? I mean, not everybody's going to admire the people I do. Absolutely. So you probably admire comedians, or at least some of them. Some of them. They they don't maybe they're not all rich maybe they don't all dress well but I mean these are things that I want mm-hmm. you know so I'm gonna I'm gonna admire naturally you know someone like Sinatra that was worth you know a hundred million and wore a suit every day yeah you no know, fancy it's just guy I love Frank. what I want but that was definitely a powerful tool and just transitioning you know my whole self into something else just change the way you dress see and that that's a lot of the image too because people look up to uh, and I'm sure there's people plenty of people that don't but like Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. He wears a T-shirt, yeah. you know, and regular pants. Or Bill Gates will wear, what, a sweater vest. Yeah, you know? nothing too fancy. It, it, it just, Never see those guys yeah, in suits. whatever you want, you know, it's essentially out there. I like the suit look. Yeah. You know, it's it, dope. It's, it's just not, not for, everybody. Work for everybody. Yeah, I can't, like, yeah. it's a lot. I like suits. You know, I used to wear a lot of suits in the past, but it's a lot, especially for what I'm doing. Right. It just yeah. doesn't make sense. Like, I'm Gotta driving a lift. That. I don't it's need okay. to drive a suit. I'm going on stage. I can wear a suit, but... For it's the level, not the image you're trying to put out. Well, the level of comedian I'm at right now doesn't require that. Right. You know what I mean? And furthermore. Right. Like Ron White can wear a suit. He can wear a suit. Sure. You know, Ron Funches. Yeah. Suit. That's fine. Look at Dave Chappelle. Yeah. T-shirt pants. Yeah. And I know people are going to be like, oh, fuck you, John. Look at Joe Rogan. Yeah. T-shirt pants. T-shirt pants. Sometimes shorts. Never s- Whoa. Well, I think I've seen Joe in this. Like, if maybe for an MMA event, you know, if he's announcing something. Something fancy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wears something different, but, but typically, like, especially know, comedy. Comedy, his podcast, uh, what was it? Um, uh, Fear Factor. Right. You know, just casual. No, no suit. You know, we all got different goals. Like, I feel I would probably dress a lot different if my aspirations were different, if my surroundings were different. Like, when I talk to my colleagues... They don't give a shit about what we're wearing because we're all, you know, a bunch of idiots trying to make funny joke. Ha, 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 my dear, ha, ha, ha. You know, but if I was in finance, mm-hmm. I'm sure when I'd around my colleagues, you know, penny loafers, fancy trousers. Um, but, yeah, no, I agree with that. Dress for how you want. Right. And that kind of transitions and even mentions it in here a little bit about just uh, – and I feel like this <laughs> – 
the guy who put the silence your damn phone sign on the door <laughs> just blew up on the podcast. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. But uh, this kind of mentions some of the fashion things of what to do. But I think this is such a quick recipe. I mean, I literally have half a page of notes here on, you know, what to do. And this is by Bob Proctor. And um, hold on. Just trying to see if it's the right one. All right, so this is the right one. Full page of notes. I apologize, oh guys. Boy. I'm a liar. By Bob Proctor? By Bob Proctor. Okay. He's, uh, he's actually still alive. I think he's like 90 years old at this point. But uh, he was a speaker on success and personal development, self-image, all these things. And uh, found some of his work uh, later in my life, actually more recently. And uh, just put together this quick uh, guide, basically, off something he has a 20-minute video of on YouTube. And I think it's a great recipe for just explaining kind of success. And like I was mentioning, bringing conscious thoughts to the subconscious and then kind of letting your life unfold from there. This is some good stuff. So let's just see what I wrote here. All right. By the way, I appreciate the fact that you brought notes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do just appreciate it. I want to be organized. I, uh, people are looking for good information. I, I just want to put it out there. You know, if I can help, let me help. So Absolutely. I definitely brought some good stuff here. Let's see what I can get into. So if you want to know about your life, just look at the results you're getting. Kind of meaning you couldn't change the reflection you see in the mirror without changing yourself. So, you know, if you're wondering, hey, like, why isn't my money where I'd mm -hmm. like it to be? Why isn't, you know, my car what I want it to be? You can't focus on those outside elements you have to look at you because you're producing those results you Absolutely. want to change your results focus on you change you the rest will unfold so that was kind of one of his first points there and then uh this one was powerful me this isn't by bob proctor this is a quote by zig ziglar people cannot consistently perform in a manner that's inconsistent with the way they see themselves that's what made me walk away from mm. one of my jobs working in the warehouse in uh -huh. the beer business, I just said, this isn't me. Like, everything about what's going on here is just not me, and I'm, I'm done. That's I'm, how I I'm kind of felt out. about Audi. Yeah. Like, I can't do this nine to five, this isn't right. me bullshit. Yeah, no. That's... You got to do something for yourself because that's how you saw yourself in your mind. So. Yeah, I said, I, I, and we had this conversation at Audi. Mm -hmm. I said, why am I doing this for them when I could be doing it for myself? Exactly. And then uh, let's see. So bringing conscious thoughts about what you would like to have, you know, versus where you are in your life. Thinking about that, you, it'll go into your subconscious, especially if you're in a relaxed state. And that's a little bit of how hypnosis works, because obviously if, you know, Tadio is going to do hypnosis with me, I'm conscious right now. He's not going to do it. He, but <clears throat> I need to see Todd walking around clucking like a chicken. That's what I mean. <laughs> No, I was saying if he was going to do it to me, right now I'm conscious. And that's how you start. But what they do is put you in a state of basically floating between con conscious and unconscious, basically like a sleep state. Like when you start dozing off mm -hmm. on the couch and it's like maybe you can still kind of hear, but like your brain's just starting to fade somewhere else. If you can receive messages in that state, you know, it can go to your subconscious mind and then make an impact on your life because that's where all your actions come from, not a conscious level, but a subconscious level. So I'd really like to get a hypnotist on here one day. 
and I'm going to touch base on hypnosis right now and how the fuck I got into that is um, I, I just couldn't sleep one night. So I'm like, I'd listen to like binaural beats okay. and like different, you know, auditory sensations. And then eventually when you're on that stuff on YouTube, you're going to get to something like hypnosis for sleep, meditation, all this stuff. And I, I'm like, let me try this hypnosis thing. And it's like, I'd listen to it for four minutes and then I'd wake up at the end and I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, it's real. Like hypnosis is real. I probably did it 50 times. Um, I'll name drop the guy I listened to. I think if you YouTube Elron Ferguson. Oh, thank God you didn't say Hubbard. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know Hubbard. Elron Hubbard is the guy who was a science fiction writer who decided to create Scientology. No. Okay. So I know that guy, but no, this isn't Scientology. <laughs> Just basic hypnosis. And this guy doesn't even do it anymore. I think he sells real estate. But uh, awesome guy. Uh, hypnosis for Stress by L. Ron Ferguson. Listen to that like 30, 40, 50 times. Mm -hmm. Probably three times it didn't work. And I actually went through the whole thing. I'm like, oh, nothing happened. Mm -hmm. But most of the time something did. And uh, that's really what put me on a path of just believing in stuff like this where like you actually can change, you know, by putting things into the subconscious. And then uh, let's see what else I have from Bob Proctor. Fantasize about what you want. And then uh, let's see. If you can believe it, are you willing to do anything? Are you familiar with the uh, the laws of attraction? That, I mean, that's what all this is. Mm -hmm. it, uh, every self-help book out there basically is going to mention, especially Think and Grow Rich and The Secret, is going to specifically talk about the law of attraction, which is basically you think of something that's just going to show up. I have a question for you because I haven't really read many self-help books. Right. Um, how much emphasis do they put on having to actually work? <laughs> that's the thing. Like with the secret, like a lot of people read that, and there is. Don't get me wrong, there really is a method to just thinking about something and it happens. Mm -hmm. And what I found in my life that was particularly powerful about this is um, when I think of a person, and you know, maybe I haven't talked to them for years, and I'm like, I just, I, I really wish we could connect. I wish. They just fucking call me one day or send me a text or whatever. And I keep thinking about thinking about thinking about or thinking about being with them. And then one day it would happen where I was with that person or they did call me after years. And it's like attracting people into my life, even if I didn't know them. It was just maybe someone I desired to meet in general, just a thought I had. You know, it's like I could bring people into my life. But like when people just think about a certain car, I've been thinking about buying a fucking Porsche since I was 19. Mm -hmm. I don't I still don't have it. It's not that I couldn't go buy it. I probably could. I don't want to fucking pay for it. But <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the thing, you know, oddly yeah. enough. But you know, if you just keep thinking about it, you're not going to get it. Maybe. And I've even done this. Entered a contest. Maybe you, you just win the car. Possible. Totally you possible. You got to put the work in. You, that's the thing. Things, People though. don't realize you do have to put the work in. If you get the thought, let it go to the subconscious. Let that make you act. And, and it's not easy. No, it's not no, easy. No, absolutely. No one it's wants to put the grind. work in. I don't want to put the work in. You don't. No one no. wants to. No. But you have to. You do have to, unless it's something stupid. Like I hope someone texts me, where it doesn't <laughs> yeah. require any work. It's just a coincidence almost. I, I'll be honest. I've been thinking hard about Rosario Dawson for about fifteen years. Still nothing. Don't nothing. know him or her, but uh, she is an actress. Beautiful. And she just hasn't she, called you. She just has not texted me. Has not called me. Rosario, what's up? Huh? What's up? 
Today I, might you be don't the wanna, day. You don't want an unsuccessful, uh, toothless, fat comic in your life? You don't know what you're missing. Missing out? I can drag you down. <laughs> um, let's see. I mean, that's about it from that perspective. Basically, it just explains, you know, how to think, what to think, you know, just start changing some of your habits. It sounds and, like uh, in the last 10 years, mm -hmm. you completely turned your life around and molded who you want to become and are actively working towards that. And that's all success is. I think the best definition of success was by Earl Nightingale. Success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal, meaning here's where you are, here's where you want to be. And if you're actively on that path, no matter what the fuck it is, I, I just wanted to be a salesman at a point in my life. I, that's all I wanted. Mm -hmm. Just let me do that. I got to that point. I'm successful. I don't actually consider myself that because I don't have the things I want, which would give me the mental satisfaction of saying I am now successful. You know, I haven't found the success that I want, but I can understand because I feel like every time I get behind a mic, I'm successful. You are. I'm doing because that what was I want to do. Yes. That's what you wanted to do, and you're doing it. You did it. Technically, you are a success. Mm -hmm. But like you said, maybe you're I holding have long term. Yeah. Before you're really getting. I'm sure you do. You want. Just from talking to you, I know I hold myself personally to like a higher standard. Very like high. just it Very with high. certain things. Yeah. Like uh, when I tell jokes on stage, those audience members can never be as hard on me as I am on myself. Amen. Like, you know what I mean? So you got to work hard. You got to be real with yourself because yeah. it's easy to get an ego about anything. Right. You could be like, look, I'm Jake. I look good. I sell cars. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. I've seen people get egos at open mics even. Right. It can happen about anything. But I like the fact that no matter what, the success is coming as long as you keep working towards it. Right. And that's the thing. It's a never ending process. <laughs> I mean. You're not, you're not going to get to a spot, even if, let's say, I had the things I wanted where I'm saying I'm lacking a mental part. I'm never going to have everything and be able to accomplish everything I want to do. But as long as you're moving in this direction towards those things, you are successful. Absolutely. But if you're just saying, hey, I work at you know, fucking Walmart, I'm stocking shelves, this isn't what I want to do, and I have nowhere to go, but whatever, fuck it. That's, that's just not successful. I, I spoke with the... Uh, last week's guest, Mateo, about that. We were talking about that. And it's almost like you're dead. Like, to me, yeah. when I see someone who just working a regular job, that's what you've been doing for 20, it's like you're dead. Yeah. What are you you're doing? Just... What are you aspiring to do? Like, and I'm not shitting on anybody. That's just how I feel. Right. Like, I could never go and clock in and be like, this is my job for 20 years. I can't yeah. do that. I just, I called my parents and I said, hey, you know, I quit my job. I'm doing this. They're like, oh, my God, you're so much braver than we were. Because, I mean, they got jobs. My mom worked at the same office for 40 years. My dad, the same company for 25 years before things happened. To be fair, man, that was a much different economy, too. <laughs> it was. No, I, that was just like in the 60s, you bought a house. Oh, and yeah. You just you worked the same job. Mm -hmm. you, you, you were a mailman and you were happy. You yeah. Know? I mean, it, it's a different society today. But anytime I ever left or quit a job or whatever, like things always got better for me. So they're like, oh, my God, you quit. I'm like, yeah, for the next level. And what's coming after that? The next level. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm just going to keep going up. So. You got to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Jake, I so. love it, man. You have a very uh, inspiring story. And I want to thank you for coming on. Thank you, John. Um, thank you for getting that message out there, too. No problem. You guys are interested. Uh, shout out your Instagrams, Jake. Uh, Instagram. All of, is it four of them now? Uh, <laughs> Killer Eats. 
the notorious gambler, smoking suits, Jake Arts Fitness. So they're all out there. Feel free to you know like, follow Facebook, Jake Arts A R E T Z. You know, become friends with me on there. Email jakearts at yahoo.com. Anyone looking to speak with me, put me on a podcast, anything like that at all, I'm always happy to help anybody. Hopefully this information reached, you know, a good number of people and, you know, they're inspired by some of the things I said. And, you know, they Be honest, Jake. You're always welcome here, brother. Thank you. You're, you're friends of the that. podcast. Now, I'm, I know that I'll never get you in an Inquisitive Minds t-shirt, uh, but if we come out with a suit, I want to hear no fucking excuses. There's, I mean, your core logo is kind of purple. You make me a purple suit. It's on so fast. Okay. Okay. I was just going to jump to a tie, but I'll take the suit. We'll take, uh, I don't know, the Jake the Joker for Inquisitive Minds. I guess that's the theme we'd go with. Yeah, purple suit for the Joker. I don't know, guys. Check out Murderous States of Mind. Uh, great podcast with Dan Brady. Uh, Check out Tenacious Detail. I'm not giving all the details right now. You guys know what's going on. Um, I don't know, Jake. I'm just so happy with this episode. Uh, yeah, this, I will say, with the success, I find it frustrating sometimes, but you got to keep going just because I try and have real conversations with people. Yeah. I try and have uh, fascinating people on, and yet there's 10-year-olds who open boxes of toys and are millionaires. Yeah, That's right. what keeps me up at night. <laughs> it really does. I've I seen this video of this grown man. Uh, opening Pokemon cards mm -hmm. and just like going nuts in these videos. Mm -hmm. And apparently he makes a lot of goddamn money doing it. Yeah. And it just blows my mind. I'm like, hey, I have someone who studied uh, Bigfoot for the last 40 years on here. Yeah. Come talk to, come listen. And they're yeah. like, nope, nope, nope. No, like, pass. This kid's like, I bought something out of the quarter machine. Let's see what it is. And they're like, oh, fuck M yeah. Million views. Yeah. I seen Jake Paul. Did the stupidest, I, I just happened to see a little video on Facebook, and I only watched it for 15 seconds, but it had 15 million views. It's disgusting. This is nothing. There was nothing on the video. Like, I was, oh, my God. <laughs> I don't want to get into it. I'm not bitter. I'm just waiting on my turn. We'll That's get there it. one day. Absolutely. Um, Jake, again, thanks for coming on. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. Until next time, peace and love. <laughs>